Hello, smugglers. This is our Star Wars Podcast Day 2024 episode. I forgot to mention it during our show because, well, if you've been following along, you know the craziness that's been my life recently. But kick back, enjoy Star Wars Podcast Day with us on this episode. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. I'm doing so okay. I'm right there with you, Ken. <laughs> we were talking about before show. Ken's got a lot of stuff going on on his yeah. side, and he's tired. Oh, in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, between my service celebration at Disney, which was fun times, uh, got pictures with Wally. Yeah, I saw that. He's pretty was, big. That was very cool. Very cool. I mean, we're in line. I'm like, okay, where's the driver for this? Because that's what we call the puppeteers that control the, the droids or robots like that. They're, they're called drivers. Um. Like, where's the driver? And I thought it was this one guy. I'm like, oh, wow. They really narrowed down the controls to uh, being in the pockets. You know, one side and one, you know, some stuff in one pocket, the other stuff in another pocket. Controllers. Then the guy walks past and, and the and Wally is making responses to people. I'm like, he's not the driver. <laughs> and all of a sudden, another guy walks around the corner. He's like, oh, there's the driver. I'm not going to say on air what the driver looks like because I don't want to completely destroy the magic of it, but because they're, they're very much a character performer with the remote. But once I figured out who the driver was, I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't know this guy either. So 
Yeah. But I, I know the majority of the drivers that handle the astromechs over at Star Cruiser and Galaxy's Edge here. Speaking of Star Cruiser, um, it's, this is going to probably have to be just a yes or no question. Uh, a lot of sites are showing that um, I guess Disney has brought got a, some kind of construction permit for stuff over Star Cruiser. Do you know what's going on? Just yes or no? I do not know. Okay. Uh, and the f- like, it's, it's some awning company, so it could be just that they're covering it up. But uh, well, covering it up is a very yeah. But it's like an awning and seal building type company, yeah. so it, I don't know. And, and what they do too, besides just all that, is they also uh, do custom. I think for Disney, they do a lot of custom uh, decorating type work. Yeah. But so they may be just uh, covering up, so you, or at least covering it from the park side, so you can't see from the park that it's there. Uh, no, they may be redoing the front entrance, the terminal side entrance. Yeah. For things, I don't know. Okay. That's or, what I said. This may end up just being a straight yes or no question because if you had information, you really can't say anything at all. I know this. <laughs> I I know nothing. Okay. Honestly. Uh, and the funny thing is. At this, because that came out uh, on Monday, day of my server celebration, and I ran into one of I, I ran into my form one of my former managers, who's now GM of entertainment at at the park I work at, and I mentioned to him because yeah, I saw the blog today because I have no clue. I said, well, I I have put out there my ideas on my podcast and what it should be. It's not Mm -hmm. speculation. It's not rumors or anything else. It's what I would like to see. And I think what we would like to see. And before he, before he, and I got that far, he goes, they should turn it into a dinner show. I was like, that's what my idea is. has been part of it. Dinner show is a good chunk. I said, you go, it's a four hour excursion. You get lightsaber training or bridge training. And the dinner, yeah, or or the meal, and the show with it. If you want to do both things, lightsaber and training, bridge training, then there's an additional cost to add the second. Yeah, I still like the idea of. Um, and then you still a little bit more of the um, resort hotel, but um, instead of having the full show as part of that, but make it part of Galaxy's Edge for most of the hotel. Uh, for, the, for the public areas of the hotel, not the rooms, you make that part of Galaxy's Edge, and in the rooms, you make it just open as the hotel rooms. You would, don't do the whole storyline involved that's involved with the um, Star Cruiser. You can do parts of it. You know what I mean? Like you right. meet the characters that are there and stuff, but you don't have to follow the story. So you can still do your lightsaber training in there. You can do your bridge training in there as like premium um, add-ons to your Disney Pass or something. Well, there there has been. I've heard some speculation of ideas of what they have for um, um, for the rooms, but because it's it's a lot of insider, yeah, rumors and speculation that I've heard. I, I haven't heard from people. I've heard from people who were a part of the cruiser at the end, but not from people who are actually in the decision-making processes. Yes. So I, I'm not going to go any further because then that get me in trouble 
Yeah, it's rumors and speculation. It's rumors and speculation, and whether it ends up being true or not, and that could that could be me violating NDA that I have. You don't want to see Mike violating things. <clears throat> I've seen it. It ain't pretty. <laughs> Shh, we weren't supposed to talk about what happened to the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Um, you said he went to the farm upstate. Oh, there's no farm. <laughs> you just ruined my childhood. And upstate doesn't mean what you think it does. <laughs> you just said he retired. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. I'm telling Zoe there's no such thing as porgs. <laughs> that's right that's right if i really want to get her good i gotta find a picture and i'm sure it exists out there somewhere of a poor of a loaf cat eating a pork <laughs> talking about or just a cat on a spit talking about somebody who may end up dying <laughs> because she loves loaf cats as well so um before we get too far along, check out the homepage, wokeyradio.net, and support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase there. Also, too, check out um, Smuggler. Use code Smuggler3 for 25% off your purchase at Red Flag Workshop. Would you guys about them? I'm still, I do still have an envelope ready to go that I got to open up that, uh, to make, do a video for that. I've not got that far. Oh. I have a couple of really cool videos coming out to um, my YouTube channel if I ever get around to it. So the other one I ended up putting on my, my backpack, the Republic Star Cruiser, but Boba Fett. I'm going to have to order one of those because um, our new car, I'm gonna, we're putting some Mandalorian stuff on it. The uh, I-Wing, which mm-hmm. I, I really like the way this turned out. Yeah. Mm. And Jango Fett's. Ah. This was supposed to have been gray or almost like a very light gray. And it ended up being white, but it still works because they, it's, it's, it's the blue lettering like Jango. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think of what you could do to, um, other than just using the Razor Crest, but something to do that's General Mandalorian, not just the Mandalorian. Um, I do. It, I did design. You could use a mud horn on it. I did design um, one with the Razor Crest, and it's uh, brown and blue, or brown and silver. I don't remember which. You do one with the, with the N one. I did not. I have not done the N one yet. Which I need to go back and do that. You could almost do the Razor Crest um, with the Mando skull, and then do the um, N one with the actual the Mudhorn clan sim. Yeah, I, I think I did the Mudhorn with the Razor Crest because he gets the Mudhorn during while he still had yeah. the Razor Crest. But I could do the N one with Mudhorn as well. I need to find out uh, what the Naboo symbol is. To do the other N one with the Naboo symbol, so there's two different options. 
Um, also, to check out. Oh God, I got redo that. Um, Rebel Sabers code Wookie for ten percent off your lightsaber needs. Wookie Radio at hangar fifty eight dot com for lost Star Wars or other geek culture performance t shirts, hoodies, socks, etc. There you go, Mike. But I don't think I've ever seen this logo, but this, supposedly this is the Royal House of Naboo, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen this logo. Uh, I have seen that logo. There's a couple of other ones on here, too, but... And I think that would be used for military as well. After I'll, I'll have to research it. Mm-hmm. Um, also to Jersey Ninja, use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off your purchase of hoodies, hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, performance jogger pants, and sweatshirts, etc. So check them out as well. So, um, to get right into it, we're going to start off with, you know, we don't do a lot of comic news. Star Wars. But 25 years after Star Wars unleashed Darth Maul in 1999, the Phantom Menace, Marvel Comics will reveal the Sith Lord's most violent exploits in Darth Maul, black, white, and red. This is following last year's anthology of Darth Vader, black, white, red. Red. Uh, the new four-issue limited series will feature four standalone blockbusters from different creative teams. Issue one hits newsstands in April and reunites Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red writer Benjamin Pierce and artist Stefano Raphael for an untold story pitting Darth Sidious' Sith Apprentice against the mysterious final occultation. Uh, the red, the red, white, and black, white and red format presents comics entirely in black and white with colorful, colorful splashes of red. Gee, sort of like the old uh, Turtles comics. Yeah, um, it's weird because I think DC and Marvel are going back and forth with this theme because DC Comics has been doing this with uh, Joker and Harley Quinn is the with series that are like I think they call them black, white, and red or something like that. Uh, this is a, a more adult-oriented series, has spotlighted some of Marvel's more violent characters, including Wolverine, Elektra, Moon Knight, and Marvel Zombies. Yes, they've been pretty good series. Too. So, now, not now, only with, with Maul and, and Vader, Vader is hearing an echo, hearing an echo. It's the first order trying to screw first, things up. To screw things up. We're um, not hearing it over here. Right. I'm hearing an MI. I'm hearing an MI. I'm hearing it. I just heard it. Um, what are you like? Quit bumping I, things. I'm not bumping things. Uh, I may have to see about going back and getting these others as well. The the Wolverine, Electra, Moon Knight, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, they were pretty good. So, I, I know I could definitely go get them on uh, Marvel Unlimited. So I can start reading them now. No, I'm sure, yeah. But I think the I think this is this is a series that 
I actually want to own it and have in my collection is this format. Okay, I just looked this up. Yeah, DC Comics is exact same thing. It's black, white, and red also. They have Harley, <laughs> and I think there was a Joker one. They do. Riddler? I'll buy. Yeah. And yeah, let me see. Comic book series. Larflees? I'll buy. <laughs> Larflees is uh, really hard to get. He doesn't do much of They don't do much of anything with him right now. I know. Because nobody likes him. Yeah. Except for me, and I'm not enough. No, it's just Harley Quinn. Right now. See, I, I couldn't keep the Larflees series running past the 12 issues they did. <laughs> and I bought. Believe me, I, I bought that entire series. I love that series. I should go back and watch it. I have on, um, what you call it? Um, but no, the black, I mean, because I, I even have picked up, like, uh, was it Spider-Man Blue? Um, Halt, Halt Gray, Daredevil, Yellow, where they did those. Yeah, those are those are completely different, though. Right, but it's still that same type of thing. You know, same concept. It's it's a color format. Yeah. Of here's a story arc based around, and, and the comics are all one color. Well, the the art was normal art inside, but there was a theming behind why the color was like with Daredevil Yellow. He's in the yellow suit the whole time. Mm. Yeah, and, it, and and with Hulk, you know, it's the Gray Hulk the whole time. And I had I had I think almost a full run of um, Superman's Electric Blue and Electric Red back in the day from the nineties. <laughs> so I mean, I've been trying to get get that series. Uh, I want to go back and get the um, the old man formats with old man Logan and old man Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. I think they I think they've done another one. Uh, was it old man Quill? Yes. So um, those are a little longer series. I think those were stretched out over a year. Yeah. Each. Uh, so with those, I'll instead of getting, I'll just get the trade paperback instead of the individual comics. To, just a half in my collection, but with this, um, I like this idea. Whereas with with the Star Wars stuff, I'll get the individual issues, but with the others, I'll go back and get the trade paperbacks, and I'll probably get the trade paperbacks for these as well. See, I haven't been. I've I buy my regular um, physical single issues. I don't buy trades anymore because I have um, DC Unlimited or yeah, DC Universe. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get the trade. Space for that many trades. For me, the trades, I. I'd, I'd, Almost, if it's something like this where I know um, they're going to be out in trays and it's going to be easier for me to buy the trays and instead of trying to go back and get the, the individual issues, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, Especially now that I know it's there's a whole format to it. The Star Wars, I'll get the individual issues and I'll get the trades. Well, you guys can see the shelves behind me that I, I don't have room for all my shelves for much of anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm slowly heading that way. Um, so, yeah. I'm about to start insulating my walls with books. <laughs> so I heard it actually works pretty good. So it sounds like you guys are kind of excited about this idea of black, white, and red Darth Maul as well. I think so. 
continue. I'd like to read more Star Wars books, but I don't have an um, easy format to do it. I'm not because I'm not going to pay for DC's and Marvel's services. Ooh. How much does DC run? Oh, it's seventy or ninety bucks a year, or something like that. Okay, yeah, I don't know what the month is anymore because I've not done it monthly for a while. Actually, I never did do it monthly. I actually had I, I bought in the um, pre-order before they even started the um, digital service. When you were, you'd buy for the first year. I should switch over and do a year. I just haven't been able to financially. So right now I'm doing monthly, and it's about ten bucks a month for Marvel. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks a year for the um, Ultra. There's a um, lower tier. The Ultra is um, you get books thirty days after it hits the um, newsstand. But um, the standard, I think it's three months after it hits the newsstand. Yeah, three or six months. Uh, you go with you, it's like 30, day, 30 days out. I think Marvel has gone to uh, three months instead of six now. Oh, really? I think so. But it's same thing, three to six months. But I, I think yeah. it's down to three. I think they knocked it down to three. See, that's why I like this. It's like thirty days. Yeah. So, and half the time I'm behind on reading anyway. So yeah. I'm, the stuff I'm reading is about current with what when it hits the app. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about bringing things current. Lego Star Wars 25th Anniversary Visual Dictionary with exclusive minifig is on sale. Mm. Uh, let's see. Star Wars partnership between Lego and Lucasfilm celebrates its 25th anniversary in 2024. So expect to see a lot of special new products come down the pipeline this year. Uh, we'll we'll talk next about the first five sets that have already been revealed, so which is pretty it's the new awesome. Of this. E- yes, and this one actually came with Luke in the um, Yavin. Yeah, I think I think we have that one as well. Um, one of them is the first update to the Star Wars Visual Dictionary since 2019 which will include new information about the sets released over the years, along with an exclusive minifig that has yet to be revealed. I think what you're holding is the 2019 version. Yeah, I'm going right now to look. Uh, Somewhere in here it will have a copyright date, maybe. Possibly. Check the back back cover. Not yet. I'm I'm getting there. Uh, Now, tour the Lego Star Wars Galaxy and... in this fully updated edition, which comes with an exclusive Star Wars minifig, discover every detail of beloved sets and vehicles, including the Moss Eisley Cantina and the Millennium Falcon. Find out about your favorite Lego Star Wars minifigs from Rey and C-3PO to Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Meet the Lego Star Wars team and uncover exclusive behind the scene facts. Find out everything you need to know about Lego Star Wars in this must-have guide fan for all for fans of all ages. Ah, yeah, I may have to update it because uh, my the one I had there is actually the original original from two thousand nine. Really? Yeah. What it, does does it have a release date? Uh, it has on the back cover of it. It has um, the copyright date from Lucasfilm Books. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the Lego copyright, Lucasfilm copyright, everything says 2009, so. Okay. What's well, weird is it doesn't have, oh, there it is, the acknowledgement page, yeah. Everything's 2009 on this. So I think this is the first time they put it out. Could be. I have to check. 
Oh, just check the one that I have. Because I think they still did the same minifig. Even with the re-release. Or maybe they did uh, Oba Fett. But to continue on, um, Lego has launched its pre-orders for five new sets that will officially arrive March 1st. Uh, these sets are available on Amazon now with a release date of April 2nd. Uh, while some of them are you could get at Lego. So we're going to start off with 25th anniversary R2-D2. This thing looks pretty cool. Yeah. And it comes with the 25th anniversary exclusive figure of Darth Malak. Cool. Which is very cool. An interesting choice, but cool. Yeah. Um, up next is the 25th anniversary Millennium Falcon. Looking at this one, uh, it, it looks actually really cool, especially yeah. for the price. It's 85 bucks pre order, 921 pieces. Hmm. But this is almost like um, the helmets because it's got the display stand. Yeah. It's not. It's not one designed to have minifigs with it, but like you were saying, Ken, I I would I would love to get this one. Yes. Well, even the um, if you look at the R two D two, it comes with a a name plaque stand that a minifig R two would sit on, and then a separate stand that's the twenty fifth anniversary logo on it that has that Malik stands on. Right. Now here's the fun part: there is no minifig with this Falcon. Yeah. Up next, mm. 25th anniversary, Panta 4. Nice. Which this mm-hmm. looks absolutely amazing. Lego's been paying attention because if you look, all of these sets are right around 100 bucks or less. Right. Yeah. The Tanta 4 is $80. The next couple are um, 50, 40 and 50 bucks. So. Yeah. They're making it so that you can actually afford to get the whole set if you wanted to do the whole 25th anniversary set. Now, if if they seeing how they've done the Tanta Four, they ever did the Halcyon like this, I will be buying that as well. Yeah, I really would. I would like to see a whole fleet like this, especially when you get down l- later on. You see the the um the other one that's down there, the Invisible Hand. At the end, yeah. Yeah, this thing looks whole great. Fleet of captain ships like this. Yeah, that's why I say yeah, a shelf at this scale. That's why I would love to see the Halcyon done. Mm-hmm. Let's continue the legacy of the Halcyon. I think it'd be start putting out the Nebula and B cruisers, the um, yeah. other Repo- or um, Rebel cruisers and stuff. Yep, um, cruisers. Now here, here's one of the sets that I want to get. It is. The boarding the Tantive Five or Tantive Four playset. Yeah, I knew you'd want that one. I have I have the Hasbro playset diorama hallway for this. This I would want. This I would probably get a couple because it'd be real easy to modify one of these for the Star Cruiser as well. But yeah. 
I really like the look of the set. Uh, I have the one with the uh, from Mando with the with the dark troopers and Luke because that's a great hallway, you know, ship hallway set as well. And I don't think they've done a lot of ship hallway sets. No, not really. So not Lego. So basically, it's the one from the Mandalorian with Luke and the dark troopers, and now this. And I'm all for it. 55 bucks for this set. Mm-hmm. So worth it. And it comes in the set comes with an exclusive. Uh, that's fives, I believe. Uh, technically, it just says Arc Trooper. Oh, it said, does this fives. It's, yeah, Arc Trooper five. fives. Yep. And the cool thing is this, once again, has its own separate pedestal where fives can stand on it. So you can put um, all the other minifigs as, to actually make the scene. Right. But I, I really do. When, when I saw this announced last week, I'm like, oh, this is so on my list. This is so on my list. This, this, this looks, this set looks very awesome. Yeah. Well, like I said, the pricing of this, I mean, uh, you may not be able to get them all right away, but you could probably get them all over the course of the year. Yeah. Because none of them are over $100. Yeah. And these last two, that's uh, $55 for that one and $50 even for the, la- for the last one we're getting to. Mm-hmm. Well, I already mentioned the, uh, the invisible hand. Yeah. But no, I mean, looking at this set, I mean, $55 and you're getting six minifigs that make, that are part of the set and the bonus seventh for the anniversary. I guarantee you just fives alone. It's going to be a $20, $25 figure aftermarket-wise. That's half the cost of the set. And that looks like it's, and I was correct, Captain Antilles. I yeah. I don't remember seeing an Antilles in the past. I'm sure there has been. Well, they've um, made a couple of tens of fives or fours over the years. Yeah. I'm sure he has come with it before. Yeah. But still, it's been a while, and Rebel Fleet Troopers like this, it's been a while, so price may come down, but, I mean, still, we're, we're still talking five, six bucks minifig. Stormtroopers are two, three bucks. Vader may be two, three bucks, because it, it's a common Vader. But, I mean, the set looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Hey, I'm already at Hasbro, please take or not Hasbro. Lego, please take. No, money. this one's at Hasbro, so we don't have to give Hasbro money. <laughs> no, Lego, take my money. So, so yeah, this is what I'm telling. I, I'm either going to tell my mom because she likes to get us something for May Fourth to celebrate Star Wars Day. He's like, uh, I just want this, and this could yeah. be May the May the Fourth and Father's Day combined, right there. The family could go. Hmm, she could go split with the with wife and daughter to go, y'all split the cost of this Father's Day. Cool. All I want. So, no, I mean, so the pre-orders for these are live. Man, these look, all he says, I actually do look pretty awesome. I mean, this is a great, the R2, I want to say has been done before. There is, there's a another R two 
that's similar to this. Yeah, they've done the stand up R twos, I guess. Yeah, but they did like the the um call it the the Ultimate Collector you know, like, series. Yes, yeah. UCS. They have a, yeah, they have an R two in that. That's so, like three hundred bucks. So yeah, but I don't think it, I don't think it has the arm sticking out and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. There's a little bit more detail with it. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that was three hundred. No, and actually, no, I do have the. Um, there was one way back in the day because they had Lego Technics R two D two too. Yeah, that I have downstairs. Yeah. Uh, they had moving parts and all that stuff. Now Zoe Zoe has the poured UCS kit. Oh yeah, which is a nice little kit. Uh, I mean, all of these. The Falcon looks great. Mm. The Tanta Four looks great. These look better than usually um, when you get the smaller sets like this. They start to lose detail and stuff. They've done. They did really good to get these just right on these ones. Yeah. Because a lot of times they look like just kid stuff that kind of just has a general resemblance of what the ship was or what the other that well, stuff was. But. Here, here's the fun part. I have, I've got the Falcon that came out before the sequel trilogy. And of course, it comes with, with Obi-Wan, Vader, Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie. Those six. I had to go find current C-3PO and R2-D2s to add to it. Because they didn't come with that set, yeah. but the the whole lounge area with the chess table, or the the normal Lego brown bucket seats, four of them that you you put in an L shape. Then the Force Awakens one comes out, highly detailed seating area around the in the lounge area around the table. A lot more details inside. Then they go back and do yet another one. Um, original trilogy era. And it was right back to being almost basic. It's like, oh, come on. If a sequel, why does sequel trilogy get, get the luxury of the upgrade and the original trilogy gets basic? Because they had to give you a reason to buy the sequel trilogy one. Yep. Thankfully, I am happy with marketing and merchandising. I am I am happy with my original trilogy. It's just if I really want to change it up, I'll go and, and order the parts and pieces from the seating and build that in replace of what's there now. Here, this actually gives you a good sense of scale for this um, Tantive Four. I went over to the Lego's website and saw just the um, they have a picture of a woman holding it. Oh yeah, you can see it's good size. For that look, but for the look and the detail you get on it for a ship that small, that's awesome. That's why I yeah. said this, they need to make a whole fleet of ships like this size. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, maybe they will. But that's why this, I, this is the new thing for the scale. That's why I said, you know, I would love to see the Halcyon done like that. So all they got to do is add more two or two more engines to the back of that. And you have the engine set up because the Halcyon had eleven engines or thirteen engines. And it wouldn't be that hard to get something very close or to the Halcyon look because they're very close to it with the, uh, with the Tantive Four. So, uh, to continue with collectibles, Disney launches a Star Wars Ahsoka Tano by Ashley Eckstein collection. Talking about someone who has stepped up 
to take the role of ambassador that Peter Mayhew and Jeremy Bullock had for Star Wars. That's Ashley Eckstein. Very much has she taken up that type of role. Yeah. She's always been um, very active in the fan community and stuff. Yeah. But to go with from her universe to now designing stuff for Disney as well. I mean, this is great. Um, So with the new collection, they also revealed uh, a Grogu collection as well. Uh, So starting with Ashley Eckstein collection, uh, it's all available now on Shop Disney. But there is the um, there's a T-shirt that has the script pages up that features the line "I am no Jedi." Yeah, that's awesome. I'm seeing it here. I just like I just want to see read the script page. That's from Rebels. <laughs> you actually click on the I'm on the Shop Disney site. If you click on the um, if you click on the T-shirt, you actually do get a you can see the actual full script page on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this lineup includes, uh, and this is this is the this, from the Rebel script that features that that line between Ahsoka and Vader. Lineup includes a T-shirt, a woven shirt, and a canvas tote. Uh, Zoe's wanting the T-shirt and the tote. I have never heard her be so excited about a an Ahsoka T-shirt in such a long time. She like, you know, it's only available in in a women's cut. She goes, I don't care. I want it. <laughs> okay. Well, after the events of today with her getting into the high school that she wants and uh, her uh, getting into National Junior Honor Society, this may be worth picking up for her or her major goals. So, um, also too, some other new additions from the Saga and Grogu collections include a wave of woven t-shirts featuring awesome designs, particularly Darth Vader and Stormtroopers as Samurai. I love that stuff. I love when they yeah. do those. Yeah. Uh, there's an R2-D2 light-up Loungefly crossbody, an adorable Grogu backpack for kids. I guarantee you it won't be just kids getting it. A Grogu. No, you are. No, you. Uh, A Grogu bucket hat and an R2D2 headband. There are also some new spirit jerseys, sleep sets, t shirts, and more. Speaking of more, also dropping on Shop Disney, and I have yet to get it because I want to find it local first. I get a better discount. I find it locally. Is the new Droid Factory four pack featuring droids from Ahsoka? Oh yeah. This includes Chopper, C one, one ten P, which is the red R four. No. No, C one ten P is Chopper. C4 R4C is the red one. Correct. The story really screwed that up. C4 R4C is uh, the red R4 series droid. Uh, 
which is uh oh where is that is that on the hanger I don't remember I don't remember where where he's located Professor Professor Huang and RD3 which I know where RD3 is from do you guys remember Ahsoka uh, oh no, I was wrong. Do you I, know where he's from? I do now after seeing this. Um, well, they said he made his first appearance in Master and Apprentice Part One. Uh, part One, Master and Apprentice. So, still from the first episode. I thought this was the one that was in the uh, in the E wing. No, that's that one was blue, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the uh, the old R two. Yes, the the Kenner Kenner mm-hmm. instrument. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I think everyone's saying that's the, the. Hopefully, those will be the new R nines. I think is what we were talking. Uh, this one was found. Um. On the ship, or in one of the hangar bays, but this is this is that new style head that we saw on the Noah figure in um, season two of Mandalorian, and is the same style as the dome that was on uh, SK six twenty on the Halcyon. And I real I really do like this particular dome. Um. That, Speaking of SK, to show y'all. Aha! Here you go. Wait a minute. That um that R four unit, I found it actually on a um a German wiki uh, Star Wars wiki site. It says the yeah. uh, it's New Republic R R D three was astromech that um in service of the New Republic on Corellia. It was one of the Corellia droids. It was transporting Ahsoka and Hera to the shipyards, and um when they were going to the Corellian oh. shipyard. That's right. It was the pilot. Yes, yes. And uh, no. Coil in trouble. Yes. Do I, do I need to look up the other one? I kind of tuned out for a second while I was looking it up. Well, no. R I R D R D three is from uh, first episode. But okay, if y'all can see the dome on this is it the SK figure based on the SK droid. You see how it's got the, almost the same type of pattern around the the sensor eye. Mm-hmm. 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 I um and then there was uh Noah in in zero zero four um from uh zero four or zero H. Um and every time I've tried to look him up in zero he never pops up. Okay, so I was wrong. It's N zero AH. And this is from the Mandalorian series. And they they did when they did the Mandalorian figure pack with uh the fairy droid in it, they also released this Astromech. So as soon as I get R D three, I will have the three Astromechs I have the this particular dome. I almost wish 
in the droid depot for um, the builder droid that they would make this dome available. Because I, I would switch out R5s, my, my R5s, zero LDs head to this one and still keep them as an R5 unit. Because I, I really, really love the look of this this dome. It, it's a very cool. Because th- these particular droids, there's no exact classification of what droid they are. Whether they're an R2, R4, there, there is no, no specific. Because some people have called them the SK droid because of SK620 from the Star Cruiser. Now we're seeing RD3. Now we're seeing, you know, and then there was the NO. It's like, wh- what is it? They're they're un, they're un unnamed classification. And at this point in time, I may have to reach out to Pablo on Twitter and go, what is the official classification for these droids besides our series Astromex? I'm sure he'll make something up. Cool. <laughs> I just want an answer. What's the classification? You don't need to know the classification. I do need to know the classification. You don't need to know the classification. The Jedi mind tricks only work on the weak-minded. <laughs> Wait, never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just going to sit over here and keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, these. this set looks great. Um, and I'll, I'll have to get the set. I'm I'm missing a couple of the early sets from these because I just never got around to getting them. Because um, they had some for uh, Solo and uh, either Last Jedi or one of the prequel film or sequel films. Nothing worse than when you you put off getting something for a while and oh, then oh yeah, the next thing you know. The uh, <laughs> Tie Fighter Lego helmet is three hundred dollars. Well, for me, you know, we've we've talked about how these these are only sold shop Disney or at the parks, so they're parks related. So, I'm, but they're also Astromex. I collect Astromex. Right. I try and get stuff that's parks related. Well, def- they released a while mm-hmm. back, shortly after the um, the relaunch. Of Star Tours with two, Star Tours 2.0 figure sets of Star Tours. And I should have gotten those sets at that time. Mm. Now I'm trying to go back and get them. We're talking two, three hundred bucks for the sets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> mm. I want to, but I don't. I'm trying to find the old uh, Jedi Starfighter that comes with. With that Mickey Mouse pilots, Jedi Mickey pilots. <laughs> That's expensive as all get out. Yeah. Um, to try and find the new, uh, an, another Astromech, uh, Mickey Mouse Astromech, uh, which is R2MK. That comes with mouse ears. <laughs> I, I, I can't touch it right now, price-wise. Their mm-hmm. pricing is insane. Anything that's specialized for the Disney parks and stuff, you're, you're going to pay through the nose after it's sold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because not only do you have Star Wars figure collectors going for it, you got Disney collectors going for it. Yeah. And they're especially, even crazier sometimes than Star Wars figure collectors. Especially <laughs> now since Galaxy Edge is, is open. 
of course, I have become one of those Disney Star Wars collectors, trying to collect everything that's Disney Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. So, but good news on Shop Disney. Remember how we talked about the uh, micro fleet from was it from Jazzwares the the micro squad micro squadron? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shop Disney has the Galaxy's Edge Micro Squadron Falcon. Really? Yes. No. Wait, yeah. You're this holding up the Squadron um, blind box figures. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few of those. I need but, to get more of them. Shop Disney has the uh, Falcon, which comes with uh, Hondo, V Marotti. Wait, does it have Hondo? Let me look. So I have it saved in my stuff. You see, uh, you see directly behind me. This here. Yeah. Yeah. These are all uh, the Michael Fleet figures that I haven't uh, ships that I haven't opened yet. <laughs> well, this, this, if you got this one, you may not open it because it comes with uh, the Galaxy's Edge packaging. Mm. Um. Okay. Yes. Here we go. So the Star Wars Micro Galaxy Squadron Galaxy's Edge Millennium Falcon comes with Chewie, V. Marotti, Hondo, and uh, R5P8, which is Hondo's R5 unit. Cool. And I really would love to get this Falcon. I would love to get the the non Galaxy's Edge Falcons as well because they've got uh, the original trilogy and sequel trilogy Falcons. Yep. But yeah, this this is a set I really would like to get. So, um, so yeah, thoughts about any of the stuff that. We just talked about collectible wise. I'm broke. <laughs> I know, right? I hear you. <laughs> right there I feel, with I you. I feel like Lando and Han. I've had a string of bad luck. Mm. You know, funny you mentioned Lando. Billy D. Williams recalls having to defend Lando after Empire Strikes Back backlash. Crazy. We're talking 1980. Oh, there was plenty of backlash when the original series, the original Star Wars trilogy was coming out. Um, but you really didn't hear a whole lot about it unless you were watching like Star Log magazine and some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the internet wasn't a thing yet, or at least it wasn't for everybody, for everybody else. Right. Right. Um, so Billy D. Williams talks about how, uh, it only took a few years to to showcase more of a courageous side. Why did I lose that screen? Back up. Oh, okay. Um, but when he was when the character was first introduced, he goes, "I would pick up my daughter from school. The kids would run up to me and say, you portrayed Han Solo.' <laughs> I'd go on an airplane, and the airplanes would." Stewards would say, you portrayed Han Solo. 
<laughs> you know, and this is when, you know, as, as he would joke on the Vagabond Dispatch podcast. Hmm. He's doing podcasts. Hmm. May have to be a goal this year. That way we can have J7 do his line about someone at the at the ports and then we can follow it up with what do we have here? Because <laughs> um, I got that for a lot of years. So finally I said, look, <laughs> think about the whole situation. You're up, you're up against a formidable character in Darth Vader. Well, yeah. And then there's, of course, Boba Fett. Well, okay, intimidating, but not like Vader. Um, yeah, but think when when Empire came out, they were billing Boba Fett as the biggest, baddest dude in the galaxy. Yeah, but it was still Vader. Sorry, I didn't buy it. It was still to me. It was still Vader. Fett was second. Yeah. Well, yeah. If he was the if he was the biggest and baddest, he wouldn't be working for Vader. If if you gave, if they gave Fett a lightsaber back then, I would say, okay, maybe we got somebody who's going to give Vader a run for his money. But they didn't. I was, I would definitely say biggest and baddest non-force wielder, bad guy wise. But, um, because you're up, you're you're up against a pretty formidable formidable character in Darth Vader and of course there's Boba Fett and these people were invading my space and I had to bargain with them but the bargain at least prevented the complete demise of Han Solo and his friends but I had to hold on to my whole situation he continues so I found myself explaining all this stuff to a point where I finally said to people look I'm tired of explaining explaining all of this did anybody die nobody died I think that was a clear indication that Lando was trying to figure out something, figure something out. And he was trying to figure out primarily how to hold on to his situation without a complete demise of his friend. So what are y'all's takes on that? It fits right with what you see on screen anyway. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I've always assumed that Han or, um, but we're also looking at it from the lens of um, seeing through Jedi. Yeah, the I mean, Lando really did not have a lot of choice in that matter. Yeah, I mean, we we can equate that back to Star Wars. Han only shot. It was survival for Han at that time. He wasn't a hero yet. He was a scoundrel. He was a, a smuggler. Yeah. In many ways, he was an outlaw because he had a bounty on his head. He was doing whatever it took to survive. Point blank. And if he knew, based on Greedo's conversations, that Greedo was going to potentially take him to Jabba dead rather than alive, he knew he had to act first. So, to to, to rephrase everything, Han acted first. But Han only shot. Originally, Han was the only shot, but he acted first. If you want to put a first title on it, Han acted first by by being the only shot. Period. It's it's like a, a it's it's like a nine a high noon showdown 
but inside over yeah. between the table, not 20 paces, 40 paces away from each other. So anyway, uh, but to continue on with Billy D, he weighs in on the daughter theory. Um, that theory has been that Naomi Aki's Jana could be the daughter of Lando Calrissian. Uh, William himself hasn't seen that theory confirmed or denied by Lucasfilm, but given the many elements of the rise of Skywalker that have gone unaddressed since the film's release, um, this is what he has to say. Uh, again, uh, over on the Dagobah Dispatch podcast, they were trying to decide whether I should have a daughter. I don't know if they decide to follow up on that idea. I haven't heard any feedback or anything on where or what direction they want to take that. In the film, Janet explains that she, like Oega's Finn, had been kidnapped by from, from her family by the First Order and raised to be within the evil organization, only to ultimately escape. Lando expressed that his daughter had been kidnapped from him by the First Order. And the film's final scene showed the pair connecting and expressing their new mission to reconnect as many families with kidnapped children as they could. So. It's weird, though, that um, they're saying, I mean, it, the timeline is a little weird, wonky anyway, because um, we got to figure out when exactly were they the first order. Yeah. Because Boyega and Jana both look like they're at least, what, mid-20s? Right. So when right. they were born, would have been about the time of where we're at with Mandalorian right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, very close, close to it. So it's like if they if they were kidnapped by the First Order, from all the books and stuff, the First Order is still another 10, 15 years away. So how old were these kids when they were kidnapped, you know? Right. Right. I mean, not that it really is going to matter. It still works for the story. Because wasn't it Hux that was... Um, Huck Senior that was actually kidnapping the kids or something like that and running the there's stormtrooper academies. I believe so. So he was part of the um, old empire to start with. So it could have been he as part of the empire, and then it just carried over into the first order. Right. So so, I believe he's one of the guys that um, is working with Gideon, and when we see that uh, board scene and stuff. Yes. Yes. It, it, he is the, there. Warlords or whatever they called them. Yeah. So, um, final thoughts. I need to finish up um, Jedi Survivor. Because <laughs> Outcast looks like it's coming first half of this year. Uh, Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah. Yep. It was set to launch late 2024. Now it's being moved up to uh, first half. Which no. is awesome because they never move stuff forward. Yeah, nope. really. Not uh, video games. Potentially potentially released by no later than the end of June of 24 June of this year. So any other final thoughts, gentlemen? Nope. That's all I had for today. Well, I don't have anything else either. Uh, J seven. If you would, please. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. 
suggest information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Oh, <laughs> my